Sandy D, Queen of Podcasts and Join me as I interview inspiring and creative women who are living their passion, finding balance, and making an impact around the globe. Come discover your inner zen, find balance while growing your business, tap into your creative flow, explore holistic health and spirituality. I'll share tips and tools for living a more peaceful, inspired, and balanced life. Relax, recharge, step into your power, be inspired. Feel free to connect with me at All Things Relax Studios. Thanks for listening. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to our show. Today I'm talking with Dr. Kate Steiner, founder and burnout recovery coach at Lyft Wellness Consulting. Kate, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here, Sandy. Oh, we're so glad to have you. So let's jump right in and get started. Um, could you tell our listeners more about you, your background, and why you decided to become a burnout recovery coach? Yeah, absolutely. So I think with so many things when it comes to how we figure out how to, you know, what our career should be, uh, for me, it came down to personal experience. And I think that that helped. I have that happens for a lot of people. So my own burnout story is really what led me to be here today. So about eight years ago, and this wasn't the first time that I had experienced burnout, but it was the first time that I named it burnout. So I was in a really challenging um, job. I was in finishing up my coursework for my PhD, and I was in a really unhealthy relationship at the time. And all of these things together just you know, I, I really became the worst version of myself. I was an angry person. I was very reactive. I was sad. And, you know, it, it felt almost as though there were always tears behind my eyes. And any any small thing could could bring them out, could bring them forth. And, you know, I didn't want to spend time with me. I know other people didn't want to spend time <laughs> right. with me. And there was really a moment that I recognized in having a conversation with my mom where I, you know, I watched, you know, basically her heart breaking for me because I could, you know, she's my mom and she wants to yeah. obviously just fix things and make them better for me. And knowing that she couldn't, that it was something that I needed to discover on my own, I think was really hard for her and seeing that kind of come out during that conversation on her face. I was like, really helped me realize I was like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. Right. I can't be in this space anymore. So for me, I knew that I I couldn't do it on my own because I had been trying for a really long time and it wasn't working. So I sought the help of a professional counselor at the time. And, and really what got me into this work was I want to be that helper for other people who need that support. And I wanted to provide research-founded and research-backed methods in order for people to really dive into their burnout recovery and have that support. And truly what I'm here doing is making sure that no one else ever experiences the worst version of themselves the way I did. Oh my gosh, that is such an important mission. And uh, having experienced that myself, I can say, um, yeah, no, no one else should have to go through that alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny because, you know, a lot of times people don't even realize that's what they're going through and mm -hmm. don't get the help that they need. And 
Mm-hmm. Just sometimes when you're going through burnout, like just being able to put the name to that and not only that, yeah. but like having someone else validate it for you. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, you know, <laughs> until you talk to others and they're just like, yeah, you know, this is what that is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, well then how about we talk about now defining burnout? Mm-hmm. Because of course it might be different for each person. So not to say, you know, oh, it's always this, but like, how would you define burnout to your clients and what would you call um, burn events? Sure. Yeah. So when I, when I did this research and that, did, that translated into the model that I use, the Steiner self-reflection sustainability and wellness model, what I found was that we as humans actually experience burnout all the time and we're taught to avoid it in this space and like, just get your great, you know, establish a great wellness plan and you can avoid all of this. And I'm like, well, that's not actually mm-hmm. true. So burn events are, are what we experience every day. So they are daily occurrences, weekly occurrences, they're activities, they might be meetings, they could be interactions with difficult humans, they could be family gatherings. They're really Mm -hmm. anything that causes you to feel fatigued, emotionally drained, or overwhelmed. And not so far as is the full scale of burnout and those kinds of things. But what happens with these burn events is when we don't have consistent recovery, day-to-day recovery from them, they tend to compound upon each Mm -hmm. other and they create the snowball effect that leads us into full-on burnout. And full-on burnout is really characterized by three key things, um, in my opinion. And that is one, you're waking up more days of the week than not with these experiences and these feelings of not just overwhelm and fatigue, but actually feeling as though your work is a burden mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. Feeling as though the work is unmanageable. So you wake up just with that thought of, I don't even know where to start. I'm so overwhelmed and feel as though this is unmanageable. And you've lost the joy or passion or connection with work when you previously had had that. And so when you're waking up, again, more days of the week than not with those three experiences, if that's what's on your mind when you wake up in the morning, you are probably in burnout. Yeah. And it's just, a, you know, it can also be like, I don't even want to get out of bed. Yes. <laughs> I remember those days. Yes. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to deal with this. It's too overwhelming. Yeah. It's too unmanageable. I don't know where to start. And so I'd rather just stay here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So now that leads me to the next question, which is what are the three phases of burnout? So the three phases that I utilize within my model is the approach to to recovery and to kind of recognizing burnout and then building resilience to burnout. And so that is observation, preparation, and recovery. So observation is where we really get in tune with one, how does burnout look for us? Mm-hmm. What do, you know, how do we appear as a person? How do we come across to people? And how do we interact with other people when we experience a burn event or we're in burnout? You know, do you isolate yourself? Do you amp up a little bit? Do you become a little more quiet? I call mine is like the perpetual state of hangry. And so I'm just (laughs) not nice to be around. I'm just reactive and, and a bit angry and those kinds of things. So, and generally can 
be resolved with food or an app. Right. <laughs> but you want to observe that piece. Observation also includes what are your burn events. So we can expect some of these burn events, actually look at our calendar and name a, you know, a week that's going to be tough for us, a day that's going to be tough for us. And so part of that observation process is actually identifying those days, those weeks, those spaces where we're going to feel a little more overwhelmed. Preparation is then taking that information from, from our observation and then implementing it. So when we know that those weeks or days are coming up, pre- preparing for them is how do, we in, how do we approach those days in a different way? How do we approach those weeks in a different way? Do we need to think about the food we're eating or our mm-hmm. sleep cycle? Do we need to think about our water intake and doing that a little bit differently? You know, do we need to think about how we're getting outside or connecting with people or, you know, getting out in nature, moving our bodies? So you want to think about how you can go into those events a little bit differently so that you're just more centered before you get there. The other important piece to preparation is having a planned recovery after those events occur. And that moves us into the recovery phase. So recovery is where you take that break for yourself and offer yourself time to allow your body to kind of come down from that amp up period. So what you want to do is have that release of stress. Mm -hmm. And so your body can kind of, you can move out of that physical reaction, that fight or flight stress reaction. Yeah, where your cortisol spikes, right? (laughs) Yeah, and get back into that rational thinking place. You want to enact those good, you know, the good feeling hormones, all of those good endorphins, um, you know, dopamine and Oxycontin and those kinds of things that, that enact those good feel feelings. And so you're feeling better. So you want to have activities that bring about that recovery for you. Oh, yeah. I'm just, as you're talking about this, I'm just thinking about, yeah, you know, um, because when I was experiencing pretty bad uh, burnout a couple of years ago, I had to force myself to say, okay, it's a really high profile, busy, busy, busy project Mm -hmm. with the deadlines are tight, right? And I'd say, look, I know I don't have time, but I have to go outside. And I made it my promise to myself. Every day at lunchtime, I have to walk away from the desk go outside. Even if it's raining, I don't care. Go where I worked at the time. You could go underground (laughs) um, because they like underground tunnels. Um, But go away from the desk and at least stay away and like go listen to music or something on the, you know, on the phone or whatever, but to walk away from it and just take that break. Because so many times when you're overwhelmed and you have a ton of work, people think, oh, I just have to keep sitting at my desk and doing the work. No, that's the worst thing you can do. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Those small breaks are so, so important for our productivity. Um, And, and, you know, often we do have that misconception where we think, oh, I just need to push through this. And what we don't realize often is that we're actually making ourselves less productive by doing that. And if we had taken the five or 10 minute break to go outside, get some fresh air, see the sunlight, you know, when we return to our office space, our desk, wherever we're working, we're actually going to be far more productive than if we had not taken the break. Yeah. It's like pushing a reset button Mm -hmm. or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. We are going to take a really short break now. When we come back, um, I want to talk to you about burnout in the context of the pandemic. Okay. Introverts, are you ready to step into your power Do you often feel like you're living your life on the sidelines, 
watching other entrepreneurs succeed? Do you want to sound more confident when you're building your brand? Hi, I'm Sandy D, queen of podcasts and as an introvert, I get it. Speaking with confidence and clarity has always been a struggle until I unlock the code and discover tools and techniques to channel my inner rock star. Join my free masterclass, Introverts, Step Into Your Power. I'll show you how to leverage your strengths as an introvert while manifesting your dream clients. Learn how to grow your soul-driven business. Sign up today at allthingsrelaxstudios.com. So Kate, when I last talked to you, we discussed, um, you know, how people's tolerance for burnout, you know, as far as in the context of a pandemic, can you speak to that? Yeah. So I, I think part of it, some professions, lots of professions are experiencing just higher demand, more, less staffing, all of these things that are happening as part of the pandemic, you know, that, that are creating larger spaces of burnout. I would argue that these are professions, helping professions, nurses, mm-hmm. medical staff, police, law enforcement, these folks that never took a break. Um, you know, they yeah. couldn't, they can't work from home, right? And they needed to be out there to support us during the pandemic. So I think it amplified the burnout that a lot of these professionals were already experiencing. And there still hasn't been a break. So right. I think, you know, finding ways that we can help enact recovery again, where they're still being, you know, their, their efforts are still being in high demand. Yeah. My heart goes out to anyone Mm -hmm. in any of those service areas that just has not gotten a break for the last. Yeah. yeah, Event services, industry services, anyone who serves food. I mean, I mean, all of these grocery store workers, there are so many folks that, um, their burnout was already there. The, the pandemic just absolutely completely amplified it. But it also, in a way, helped us name it because Mm -hmm. we weren't naming the burnout for those professions beforehand. We weren't, you know, naming the burnout that could occur for someone who um, is working in a grocery store or working at a fast food counter, those kinds of things. So we... We almost didn't allow for them to say that they were burned out in that in that position. And now we can give that that name. Yeah, so that's the one, I mean, I guess positive, so to speak, <laughs> is at least now it's, you know, it's recognized. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, some employers are better than others, too, as far as, mm-hmm. like, um, appreciating all of those efforts. Because yeah. um, my my kids uh, work for, a, a you know, big box retailer or whatever. And uh, the, the company they work for actually gave them like special bonuses to mm-hmm. thank them for all the efforts they've been doing during the yeah. pandemic. So it, for anyone out there who's an employer listening, remember, please appreciate your employees. It goes yes. a long way. Yes. <laughs> uh, now, can you tell us, you've got a quiz called uh, Feeling Crispy Burnout Level Quiz. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So it's a pretty quick quiz, but it allows anyone who takes it to just get a real good sense of your current level of burnout. So there are three different um, outcomes that you can get. Um, You can be calm, cool, collected. And so not experience a lot of burnout. I will be honest that not a lot of people get this one right now. I think a lot of people are experiencing some level of crispiness. Yeah, You can 
Um, also kind of the mid-level is caution, burnout ahead. And then there is beyond crispy, which is you're, you, my friend are in full on burnout and we would love to get you into a space of recovery as quickly as possible. Yeah. And so wow. the outcome will also give some advice and some information on what you might do to implement um, either recovery in that aspect, or if you're, you are calm, cool, collected, some tips and tricks in how you can stay in that rejuvenated space. So those that take the quiz and sign up for my list will also then get tips, um, information about upcoming programs, those kinds of things. Wow. So now um, we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but quick question. So if someone is pretty crispy, um, what would the next step be then? Would that be one-on-one coaching with you or do you have group coaching? So generally I do mostly one-on-one coaching that it, you know, burnout recovery is pretty personalized. And so I want to make sure that we are working with that individual so that they have their best plan and that we're working to build their resilience up for recovery. And so recovery can be pretty, you know, it's, it's a pretty individual in terms of preference. So working with that individual. Now I do offer workshops, group programming, you know, deep dive days, those kinds of things that we do do in that group setting. But for someone who is really like at that beyond crispy point, one-on-one coaching is going to be the most effective to get them into a recovery space as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, because it definitely is not a one-size-fits-all approach. It is Because what could be a burn event for one person could be, oh, I love doing, you know, I love this. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, for example, so that was like going to a conference is is a burn event for me. It really right. wears me out. All That's a lot of people. And I'm a pretty, I, I like people. I'm extroverted and yeah. I get energy from people, but that's a little too much for me. So I almost, so I need recovery space when I return from something like that. Oh, yes. Uh, I hear you. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, We're going to take another really short break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you more about what you actually do to relax and rejuvenate. Are you feeling fatigued, unmotivated and irritated, but you want to feel refreshed and rejuvenated? Take Dr. Kate Steiner's Feeling Crispy Burnout Quiz and learn how she can help you go from burnout to recovery. Start your journey today at liftwellnessconsulting.com. So, Kate, what do you do to relax and rejuvenate? Or maybe I should say recover. (laughs) Yeah, so my recovery practices are you know, include a few things. So I, I implement what I call my recovery formula. So, mm-hmm. and I have formulas for my daily recovery formulas for my weekly recovery recovery, and then formulas that I need to implement kind of once or once to three times a year, depending on what's happening within my year and space. So some of my daily recovery practices include a morning journaling practice. So I have a routine to journal every morning and includes a gratitude practice. So just giving some thanks to things that are happening in my life. And then I also do what's called a mood check. So some reflection Mm -hmm. on just how am I feeling first thing in the morning? Is there any kind of mood or emotion that I'd like to release for the rest of the day? Are Mm -hmm. there any, you know, resentments from the following day that I'd like to release? So I... And that helps me, the practice of writing that down helps me release them. So I'm not carrying that stuff with me for the rest of the day. 
I also have a post-it note up on my mirror. So when I brush my teeth every morning, I read a few, these few sentences and they say, it says things like, I will be joyful. I will be calm. I will approach my work. Honestly, I will give love and respect to every living thing. And I will live with an attitude of gratitude. And so I just read that over and over again, as I brush my teeth, it's a great way to incorporate a recovery practice into something I'm already doing every day. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of those pieces. The other thing that I include every single day is some aspect of play. So mm-hmm. play is so, so important for us, and especially as adults. And we lose it somewhere along the way. I think I it's about the age 13 that yeah. we're like, I got to be serious now. I'm almost an adult. <laughs> You're not. You can be okay. No. It's okay. You can still play. Uh, my nephew was 13. So I was like, play, Aww. just play. So exactly. um, have fun, kid. <laughs> have fun. Have fun. <laughs> so I want to incorporate some kind of play into my everyday. And so whether that's socializing with other people, maybe playing games, those kind of things, but most often play for me is having a dance party. And so oh. having several dance parties throughout the day, it gets my body moving. I, you know, can amp up to the music. I can also put on some lower like vibe music and just kind of flow dance if I want to do that. But that is probably my main method of play. Music is such a good way to change, like raise your vibration and just change the mood. I know. Absolutely. (laughs) I can tell when I'm not listening to music. If I'm not, I'm like, why do I feel kind of crappy? Well, yeah. (laughs) What's up with my vibe? Oh, maybe I should adjust it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you mentioned journals. Um, So a lot of our listeners love to journal. Do you have any favorite, like, actual, like, journals that you use? Or, I mean, some of my um, guests have talked about finding, like, really great journals at like TJ Maxx, but do you have any favorites or yeah. just I fun? use, I, you know, I use a, just pretty much a blank journal, um, that, you know, from Amazon and whatnot, that not too fancy or anything to that effect. But yeah. when I do want a prompt, I have actually signed up for a program called bright pages oh, and, yeah. um, it's actually, um, been put on by Jess Ekstrom and she is the founder of headbands for hope. And Mm -hmm. it is, it's, it emails you daily prompts and you can either respond to the email and write in the prompts. It also has pathways. So if you want to do something specific on like gratitude or writing a book or something to that effect, it will give you seven, you know, seven days of prompts for that specific activity. And I really like it just as a a way of like getting my mind going yeah. I don't necessarily, I don't use the online journal part of it because I, there's something about handwriting for me that is yeah. very therapeutic, yeah. but I do use prompts to like start my journal, especially on mornings where I'm like, I don't, I'm not really sure where to start with my mood check or I just, you know, I'm just staring at the page blankly because that does right. happen sometimes. And so having <laughs> one of those block. prompts can yeah. help me at least get started in the journaling process on those so mornings. So right pages, right pages. headbands. For hope? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just okay. extra headbands for hope. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds really cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, now, last but not least, I wanted to ask you who or what, or it could be who and what, <laughs> inspires you? Yeah. Oh, you know... I would say my parents are both incredibly inspirational to me and have always been supportive of like my adventurous dreams and whatnot. So I was, I'm definitely the person who was like, I, 
like on a whim and not so much on a whim, but after mm-hmm. some thinking and whatnot, like I, I'm going to do this, you know, study abroad thing in Kenya. And they're like, okay. Oh, but tell me always about that. Supported. Oh, it was awesome. It was, uh, yeah. we were there for a couple of weeks and uh-huh. the first week was volunteer service. So we Ooh. actually helped build a kitchen, um, wow. finish building a kitchen for yeah. a school. Uh-huh. And the important part of that was, um, this was for a lot of these kids, that was their meal. They yeah. would only get food when they were in school, at school. Um, you know, we saw a number of the kids, you know, find creative ways to like pack additional food home um, yeah. to share with their families and, and those kinds of things. Wow. So provided that service and that was, that was an absolutely, um, you know, magical engaging experience and to, to connect with some of those kiddos and whatnot. And then the second half was spent on safari. So uh-huh. then seeing kind of really two the two sides of the country, um, you know, the, the side where people live and they work really hard every single day and they're learning in, you know, in very, you know, what I would define as a challenging situation, but for them right. it's, it is. Um, and then the other side of the country, which is, you know, all based in this tourism in regard to kind of safari life and those kinds of things. So it was an incredible adventure. Wow. Yeah. That's what I love about study abroad or any kind of yeah. time spent overseas where you actually get to meet the local people mm-hmm. and not yes. just be the tourist. That's really cool yes. that you did that. Oh, I love yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so my parents and their support of them is absolutely inspiring me, you know, and the other, the other inspiring group to me is, is the people that I get to work with every day. The clients that I serve are absolutely inspirational to me. They are working so hard and they care so much about their work that they are making the investment in, in themselves and in their careers to ensure that they're not continuing to experience this burnout recovery so that they can sustain their career in a more long-term way. And I think that that is amazing, especially, especially those in our helping professions, we need them to, to be able to stay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I can imagine the inspiration that that would be just to watch the transformation. Yes, that's got to be incredible. Yes, I'm, I'm so proud of every single client Aww. I have, and and that you know that that makes that it's priceless. It's absolutely priceless. Oh, I can imagine. Wow, that's wonderful. Oh goodness. Well, I want to thank you really um, for taking out. Uh, time out of your, your precious time out of your day, um, to talk with me about burnout. Cause this is something that is near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, having, having dealt with some stressful situations in the past and understanding what burnout is about. (laughs) Um, can you please tell our listeners what's the best place for them to find out more about you and your services? Where are the best places to find you? Yeah. The easiest place to look is the website and that is www.liftwellnessconsulting.com. But you can also find me on the social media platforms at Dr. Kate Steiner. And so Instagram is a great place to go. If you'd like to have some recovery moments, I do provide those in my reels. Cool. Okay. And I'll make sure we put all of your um, information also in the show notes so people can find you there too. Great. Well, thank you so much, Kate. I really appreciate it. So for our listeners, um, of course, I'm going to include all the links in the show notes. And you'll also have a link to um, Kate's Feeling Crispy Burnout Quiz that we talked about. Um, So yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was a delight being here. Great. So I want to thank everyone for listening. We appreciate your support. Ciao. 
You've been listening to All Things Relax with Sandy D. Relax, recharge, be inspired, and step into your power. Sandy D, the queen of podcasts, Zen, would love to hear from you. You can connect with her on Instagram or Facebook at All Things Relax Studios. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.